1: for standing by. This is the conference operator. Welcome to the NOVA Gold Second Quarter Financial Results Conference Call and Webcast. As a reminder, all participants are in listen-only mode and the conference is being recorded. After the presentation, there will be an opportunity to ask questions. To join the question queue, you may press star then one on your telephone keypad. Should you need assistance during the conference call, you may signal an operator by pressing star and zero. I would now like to turn the conference over to Melanie Hennessy, Vice President, Corporate Communication. Please go ahead.
2: Thank you, Claudia. Good morning, everyone. Uh, we are pleased that you have joined us for NOVA Gold's 2021 second quarter financial results, and also for an update on the Donald Gold project. On today's call, we have... Thomas Kaplan, Novagold's chairman, and David Odwell, Nova Novagold's vice president and CFO. At the end of the webcast, we will take questions both by phone and by text. Additionally, we will respond to questions received by email. I would like to remind our webcast and call participants that as stated on slide three, any statements made today may contain forward-looking information such as projections and goals, which are likely to involve risk detailed in our various Edgar and CEDAR filings and forward-looking disclaimers included in this presentation. I now have the pleasure of turning the presentation over to our chairman, Dr. Thomas Kaplan. Tom?
3: Thank you, Melanie. And good morning, everyone. Greg sends his regrets as he's had uh, a family emergency to attend to um, and we'll be back in the office in several days. Um, the project is in the west of the great state of Alaska, as shown on slide four. It's a joint venture partnership with Bar- stress that mining is an important part of the Alaskan economy and becoming even more important to state revenues and employment. As shown on the map, there are six producing mines and numerous exploration developments in the state. Mining industry employees can be found in most communities, large or small. In terms of scale, quality, and exploration potential, Donlin Gold's attributes far exceed any other gold development project globally. When combined with our longstanding native corporation partnerships, the exponential leverage gold price, a strong cash position with key federal and state permits in hand, an experienced management team and board, as well as supportive shareholders. Nova Gold is an enviable amongst all gold development projects. Nova Gold is committed to responsible mining, stewardship of the environment, and adding value to the communities in which we operate. We believe that MINES can be developed in collaboration with people who've had the local knowledge to help minimize environmental impacts while providing maximum benefits to all stakeholders. Novagold has approached the disclosure of our environment, social, and governance ESG performance pragmatically as a development stage company, disclosing benchmarks that we believe are the most relevant measurements of elements. Of our inaugural sustainability summary report earlier this year was the latest step in our progression. A selection of the measurements of performance can be found on slide five. At the highest possible standards through our workforce performance, actions, and conduct. At Donlingold, these principles are passed on to our workforce as they receive training and experience to develop skills that will help them today, as well as in the future. The One drill program at Donlin Gold has direct hires of 70% Alaska native employees from 20 different villages in the YK region as presented by the blue dots on the slide six map. Partnership is integral to our corporate culture Novagold supports the Donlin Gold team in their outreach and site work to make a positive difference in the Alaskan communities in the YK region. Slide seven shows snapshot activities like the rainbow smelt larva studies sample, the of buckets to improve hygiene, as well as materials for masks, providing protection from the COVID-19 pandemic. Careful collaboration. With our native partners Chalista and TKC, as well as other tribal groups in the YK region since 2020, has been key to successfully operating at sites with zero COVID, zero. While the COVID-19 pandemic is a lower risk than a year ago, Nova Gold and Donlin Gold have continued adhering to policies to reduce risk and ensure the safety and well-being of all employees and contractors. Donlin Gold's stringent measures, as outlined on slide eight, allowed Donlin Gold to safely operate for the 2020 drill program, which we are continuing for the 2021 drill season. Underlining Novagold's and Barracks' commitment to the project, the partners did approximately $2 million in, two years in upgrading the Gold project site, including a larger kitchen facility, upgrades to electrical supply, a new warehouse and upgrades to the core logging and cutting facilities and equipment. Some of this investment can be seen in the photos on slide nine. The Donlin Gold Project camp was reopened in March and four drill rigs were deployed for the 2021 drill program. Slide 10 shows drilling as well as core cutting and inspection that occurred earlier this month. You can also see on the bottom left an aerial photo of the project site. As of June 26th, 28 holes in 64 planned. This represents over 40% of the 20,100 meters planned in this campaign. Initial assay results are expected later this summer. As you can see in the map on slide 11, is targeted in the ACMA and Lewis pit areas and is being performed to verify geologic modeling concepts and further test ore body continuity and structural control and test for extensions of high-grade zones in both intrusive and sedimentary rocks. Once we have completed the 2021 drill program and geologic model update incorporating all the latest drill data, optimization work and trade-off studies since 2011, this will provide the necessary information to support a decision to move to the upcoming feasibility study, subject to a formal decision by the Donlin Board LLC. With all federal and most key state, Donlin Gold continued to successfully advance remaining state permits, including water rights and the natural gas pipeline right, way to, right of way, with the support of Alaska native partners, Chalista and TKC. The Alaska Department of Natural Resources expected to issue. To approve water rights applications for Donlin Gold related to local surface water and groundwater sources this year. Additionally, ADNR's Division of Oil and Gas is also expected to reissue the state right of way agreement and lease authorization this year. On May 27th, the Alaska Department of Environmental Conservation Commissioner upheld the state of Alaska's Section 401 certification under the Clean Water Act that had been granted to Donlin Gold in 2018. After a thorough, diligent, and transparent review by state and federal agencies of the proposed project development plan and its relationship with the surrounding environment. This is a permit that Donlin Gold has held since August 2018. On June 28th, Earth Justice San law firm, on behalf of ONC, the Tribal Council for Bethel, a village in the Yukon Kuskokwim region, held an appeal. To Superior court. Nova Gold strong strives that the commission to uphold the 401 certification validates the project stakeholders commitment to advance the Nonland Gold project in a safe and environmentally responsible manner for the benefit of all Alaskans. All great ore bodies go through appeals and litigation. There's never been one without one. Over a six-year period, Donlin Gold conducted an extensive, transparent, and independently reviewed scientific evaluation that included significant community participation and scrutiny, and consistently demonstrated that the project fully complies with the Clean Water Act, the Alaska Water Quality Standards, and application analysis of applicable state and federal laws. The process culminated with the issuance of the 401 certification in 2018. The four oh one certification clearly demonstrates that the product fully really is the standards of environmental imposed by the state of Alaska and the appropriate agencies of the federal government of the United States. We remain entirely enthusiastic about the future of Donlin Gold, a Tier One tier Gold one Development, goal, development one, and look forward to continuing our constructive engagement with all the appropriate federal and state agencies in Alaska. A- welcomes responsible resource development that enriches the lives of all its residents. To meet reporting requirements, NovaGold retained Wood Canada Limited in 2020 to perform a detailed review of costs and other assumptions used in the previously filed 2011 technical report. The 2021 technical report utilizes the existing mineral resources model and the same technical information from the previous Donlin Gold 2011 technical report with 2020 cost and adjusted gold price. This report results in no material change to the mineral resources or mineral reserves. As stated earlier in the presentation, the 2021 Donlin Gold technical report is separate from the upcoming feasibility study that we expect will commence once we've completed the 2021 drill program and the geologic model update Subject to Donlin Gold LLC board approval. Donlin Gold is committed to support the needs of its community partners, and second quarter community engagement highlights can be seen on slide 14. In April, Donlin Gold was a major sponsor of the Lower Kuskokwim School District's annual college and career fair held virtually. More vendors participated this year and approximately 100 students attended. Nova Gold and Donlin Gold made significant contributions to the Thomas Lodge in Crooked Creek after a fire. Funds were used to repair this critical asset prior to the busy summer season. To date, Donlin Gold LLC has signed seven shared value statements with villages in the Yukon-Kuskokwim region that formalize current engagement with local communities. These engagements expand upon the long-term relationships already established with these communities and address specific community needs such as water, sewer, and landfill projects, salmon studies, and suicide prevention programs. Novigold also sponsored and participated in the mining for M- pie throw in May, a fundraising event in support of the BC Children's Hospital located in Vancouver, British Columbia. As you can see from the photo on the bottom right, our very own Greg Lang took a pie for this worthy cause thank you greg donlin gold operates pursuant to the terms of a subsurface minerals and surface land lease with chalista corporation and a surface land use agreement with the cuscoquim corporation tkc the donlin gold project is being developed and that was selected by chalista and tkc at the direction of yk region elders in the 1970s when land considered valuable for resource potential was selected and resource development companies were invited by the native corporations to explore. We support Chalista and TKC mandates through the 1971 Alaska Native Claims Settlement Act, ANCSA, as highlighted on slide 15, to help them develop their land for the economic benefit of the region and all stakeholders involved. We are thankful for the long-term support and commitment to the project by the Alaska Native Corporations. They play a key role in its continued success. In the second quarter, the first Subsistence Community Advisory Committee was launched. SCAC is a subcommittee of the Donlin Technical Review Committee. Chalista, TKC, and Donlin Gold initiated planning to establish this committee in 2018. The committee's objective is to establish and maintain a well-defined process for communication, dialogue, and problem solving needed among the partners. The committee is made up of diverse people from the region to provide information about local subsistence activities and traditional knowledge as it relates to the Donlin Gold project. The SCAC committee provides a forum for stakeholders to discuss issues of concern related to Donlin Gold's plans, operations or monitoring activities and their potential impact on subsistence activities, wildlife or habitat. Recommendations related to subsistence will be made to the committee and assist them in developing and periodically updating a subsistence plan for lands and waters affected by the Donlin Gold project. These partnerships, activities and programs demonstrate Nova Gold's and Barrick's longstanding and deep-rooted commitment to sustainable and responsible development for the benefit of all stakeholders in the YK region. I will now pass it over to David Otwell, our CFO, who will cover the financial results for the second quarter. Dave?
4: Thank you, Tom. Uh, slide 17 highlights our second quarter operating performance. We reported a net loss of $10.5 million in the quarter, an increase of $3.3 million from the prior year quarter, primarily due to foreign exchange movements resulting from a strengthening Canadian dollar and lower interest income earned on cash and term deposits. Also contributing to the increase were higher share-based compensation and legal costs and a full quarter of activity at the Donlin Camp this year compared to last year's temporary pause due to COVID precautions. Second quarter cash flows are highlighted on slide 18. We spent $6.6 million in the second quarter, slightly higher than the prior year quarter. Higher dominant Gold funding and G&A spending was offset by foreign exchange movements on Canadian dollar denominated cash and a reduction in working capital. We ended the quarter with cash and term deposits of $107.6 million. On slide 19, we note our robust treasury. In addition to our cash and term deposits, we also have 75 million due from Newmont next month, with an additional 25 million due in July 2023. We continue to anticipate spending 31 to 35 million this year, including 18 to 22 million to fund our share of Donlin and 13 million for our corporate G&A costs. I will now turn the call back over to our Chairman, Thomas Kaplan.
3: Thank you very much, Dave. We all recognize that Donlin Gold already enjoys an incredible foundation of attributes to build upon, and that as the project's expected mine life may already be measured in decades, we have a great responsibility to all stakeholders to do things right from the start and not cut any corners. With approximately 39 million ounces of gold in measured and indicated mineral resources, when compared to the 15 comparable large gold projects in the Americas, as shown on slide 20, Donlin gold is the largest in its category with a resource that is four times greater than the average. The scale of Donlin gold combined with its quality, its grade at 2.24 grams a ton, as shown on slide 21, at twice the global average of a large open pit deposit is exceptional. As currently envisioned, the project would average 1.1 million ounces per year for the life of mine, as shown on slide 22. Donlin Gold's production profile far exceeds the average of North and South American peers on this slide. Global gold production continues to decrease for most of the major producers further illustrating that the industry desperately needs projects with scale, grade, and longevity. And then of course, there's more than this. Donlin Gold is indeed unique in its combination of all of the attributes that we've cited and then some, particularly given the scarcity of new major gold discoveries over the past decade and the safe jurisdiction in which it's located, Alaska, a tier one jurisdiction. Only three mining operations produced more than 1 million ounces in 2020, as shown in Teal in slide 23. Looking at comparable scale mining operations around the world, both in production and in development, Donlin would rank among the top operations if it was in production today. The slide also shows the top five largest development stage gold projects in dark blue. Donlin is in gold. Looking globally, there's only one development project that has both scale and a desirable mining jurisdiction Donlin. While we're focused on the drill program, permitting, and modeling work, we haven't lost sight of one of the project's most important attributes Donlin Gold's truly exceptional exploration potential. The project's gold endowment is contained within only three kilometers of an eight kilometer mineralized belt as shown by the ACMA and Lewis pits shown in gold on slide 24. And the mineralized belt represents only 5% of the total property. And let's not forget that, in all the pastoral programs at Donlin Gold, we've encountered amongst the best assay results for an open pit gold project in the industry anywhere in the world. Slide 25 represents the life of mine diagram for Donlin Gold as one of the world's largest mining developments. After years of exploration and resource enhancement, technical studies, the receipt of our federal record of decision, and several state permits, Donlin Gold has been substantially de risked and methodically brought up the value chain. It's a solid foundation from which to advance this rare and unique deposit. The time invested upfront to develop responsibly and sustainably is critical to the project's success. We believe investors will be amply rewarded. In 2021, we will complete the 2021 drill program and geologic model update, incorporating all the latest drill data, optimization work and trade-off studies since 2011. Then, subject to a formal decision by the Donlin Gold Board, shift our focus to the upcoming feasibility study. Deposits that boast Donlin Gold's special combination of incredible attributes are unusual and highly coveted. And not just by investors. Given recent examples of governments around the world, either physically or through legislation or other means, effectively seizing assets. We are grateful that Donlin Gold is located in Alaska, where there is a time-tested culture of respect for responsible and sustainable mine development and the rule of law. We are confident that Nova Gold with Barrick, Chalista, and TKC, will advance this unique, value in a technically a safe and, and sociable manner. Nova Gold is thankful for the dedication, engagement, knowledge, sharing and encouragement of our shareholders, many of whom have been holders for a decade and are shown on slide 26. We're appreciative and humbled by the trust you've put in our team, and we take this responsibility very seriously. We remain focused on maximizing returns in a measured, safe, and socially responsible manner. It's extremely important for all of us that you are proud of your investment as well as make money. The attributes of Donlin are summarized again on slide 27. The uniqueness of the project, it's balanced, it's robustness in key categories, size, grade, jurisdiction, partnerships, exploration potential, balance sheet, advanced stage of permitting, a management team that has built and operated similar scale operations and in- Aligned with our strategy as we move Donlin Gold up the value chain. Thank you. Operator, we will now take questions from the participants.
1: Thank you, sir. We will now begin the question and answer session. To join the question queue, you may press star then one on your telephone keypad. You will hear a tone acknowledging your request. If you're using a speakerphone, please pick up your handset before pressing any keys. To withdraw your question, please press star then 2. We will pause for a moment as callers join the queue. Our first question is from Lucas Pipes with B. Riley Securities. Please go ahead.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.
5: Thank you very much, and uh, good morning, Tom and team. Tom, it's it's great to hear, hear your voice. Um, I, I wanted to uh, first ask a higher level question and, and, and then uh, turn over to to the project uh, specifics. But 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 Tom, it, it feels like the gold market is looking uh, a bit for direction here, and. Would appreciate your thoughts as to what, what is what is your outlook? Uh, where do you see the next catalyst? Um, uh, really appreciate your, your insights. Thank you.
3: Thank you, Lucas. Great hearing your voice as well. Um, you know, I don't really think it's really something of the gold market looking for direction. I think it's more a function of gold doing what we always say, which is that Gold does what you least expect it to do uh, when you least expect it to do it. Um, I think that what we're dealing with is um, a correction that once um, out of the way is going to lead to new highs um, in gold. I think that we'll see gold go right through 2000. Um, you know, essentially, what we're seeing and it's not only in the gold market, it's in some other markets as well. Um, You're seeing pullbacks um, that are accompanied by uh, some capitulation. But if I had fresh dollars uh, to put into um, the market today, um, it's into gold and silver and particularly the equities that give you the maximum exposure. So to me, this is part and parcel of what we're seeing overall in the markets um, which is that um, people are having to come to terms with the fact that some things have changed and we are in unchartered waters. One of the assets that you always want to have exposure to when we're in such a sea change um, are the precious metals. And the equities are as cheap um, as they've ever been. So they're a great buy.
5: Very helpful. Thank, thank you, Tom. And, and uh, on the feasibility study, you, you mentioned you would commence uh, commence that work once the drill, drill program is complete. And uh, I, I wondered if you can provide an update of um, kind of how long it would take from there for the study to be completed, um, uh, and, and 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 then obviously from there, kind of uh, what 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 the timeline could look like towards development. Thank you very much.
3: That's brilliant. Thank you so much, Lucas. Um, question. Um, you know, I'd rather I'd rather pivot this to Richard Williams, um, who is our uh, uh, project um, manager. Um, suffice to say that Greg would normally be fielding that part of the question, um, but my understanding is that once we have the Uh, the drill data and the modeling done. And once there's a decision by the Donlin board, um, we would go into updating the feasibility study. Um, And um, the logic or the logical way for me to answer this is that at that time, um, both we and Barrick would give you the timeline that we're looking for. Did I bob and weave sufficiently for someone um, who's not trying to avoid the question, but wants to make sure that uh, that you get an accurate answer um, as a uh, as a pinch hitter? Yeah, no, no, that's, it, that, that's helpful. Oh, wait a minute, wait uh, a minute, wait a minute. Go ahead. Wait a minute. I no, really I, I was just really gonna say, Tom, describe. you did
6: a brilliant- Richard interview. Williams. <laughs> yes, please. Bless your cops, my you know, friend. Yeah. I, I'll just add, you know, Lucas. It, it's hard to put a timeline, and Tom said it perfectly. You know, we're going to get this drilling done. We're going to do the the analysis, uh, make sure we've we've covered all the uh, risks and gaps, or at least have a mitigation plan. And you remember all the optimization and all the trade-offs we've been doing. Um, we'll, we'll go through all those. What survives? What doesn't? And then we have to develop a scope of work of what that updated feasibility or final feasibility or detailed whatever definition you want to put in you know adjective in front of that feasibility because that's a key document as a stage gate for for that next decision to try to get to a construction uh, ultimate construction decision and so uh, as tom said we're going to pull all that together as a group and um put up, put everything on the table once we have that scope defined then your scope defines your timeline and as tom says we will be happy to, to roll that out once we have all the uh, all the pieces lined up what, what Very what he said Re- really really
7: appreciate
5: that um, I'll, I'll ask one, one other, uh, slightly related question. It's 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 a bit higher level again, but um, but but Tom, you, you speak to the declining production profile in the industry, and I, I wondered um, if you are able to provide an update as it relates to the sense of urgency that you're you're seeing or sensing among. Uh, that the majors to replenish their production and development pipeline. Uh, appreciate your, your thoughts on this.
3: Well, um, I think there, uh, uh, if we're right in what's going on with gold, that sense of urgency will become, I think, closer to panic. But it's not simply that. It's um it's what's happening in terms of the jurisdictional risk is really I – hate, I hate to say it because at, at a certain point, you know, I became the Pied Piper of uh, you know, jurisdictional risk. But every week that goes by, you're looking at new jurisdictions which are becoming uninvestable. Um, it's very hard if you're an investor in gold or copper. Um, to look at countries which are already talking about windfall profits taxes. And when you see that kind of thing happening in copper, not just, by the way, in Africa, but also in the Americas, amongst some of the senior producers, and you see movement in these countries towards uh, outright socialist governments, um, you realize that the mantra of location, 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 is there, Uh, you have investors. Those investors don't wanna see you putting new fresh dollars in uh, countries that are gonna cap their earnings potential. And when you see things through that prism, the natural concern that these mining companies have to replace their reserves, and remember not just replace reserves but also to do so in a way that is not dilutive to their overall grade because average grade is collapsed by half over the previous decade. Well, now you have to superimpose <clears> on that that all the other countries that you might have been thinking of, assuming that you weren't listening to me and you know a few other uh, Jeremiah's out there, um, they're off limits. And the implications that that has for gold, for copper, for copper gold projects, et cetera, people aren't going to put fresh dollars into jurisdictions that are basically saying, if you build it, we will come and take it from you. It's the field of dreams just doesn't work that way. And if I'm right, then what you're seeing in copper is definitely going to be shown to be in gold. I think think gold um, for sure, is going to be declared a strategic asset in many jurisdictions, and um, you really just want to be in those handful of places where the rule of law still matters. And again, w- what does that mean? That means a project like Donlin, which does not suffer from those issues of, you know, being accretive in uh. reserves to everybody. It's it it is accretive in terms of grade to practically everyone's open pit profile. But more than that, it's in a jurisdiction that when you really want the fruits of the leverage, instead of a legislature or, you know, autocratic government coming in and capping your gains, this one will allow you to keep the fruits of that leverage. So seen through that prism, how many stories do you have? You know, kudos to Barrick, they understand it, um, they've seen what goes on all over the world. Um, they know that Donlin, you know, is unique. I mean, we call it the new Nevada, because in terms of its size and its quality, um, Alaska, which is already the second largest gold-producing state in the United States after Nevada, well, Donlin is a flagship gold asset for the entire industry. The amount of of, uh, gold assets that will produce over a million ounces around the world, it's it's a unicorn. But the most important thing is that the unicorn has got to be in a place where there's anti-poaching legislation. Otherwise, the unicorn ends up on someone's wall. So, you know, I've completely mixed my metaphors, but you're going to allow me to indulge myself because I cannot exhort people enough. And I'm not talking my own book. It's because I've been there. I know these places. I've actually done really well in those places. It's over, over, O-V-E-R. You want to be in places where an investor, a portfolio manager, can tell as I see that when I go to sleep at night, I know that what I thought I was gonna wake up to is still there, I still own it, and there are no surprises. That means United States, Canada, Mexico, Australia. I mean, a couple of other outliers, you know, your Finland things, but if you're not there, you're going to have the worst of all problems for an investor. Getting the macro right, and because you're right, not just getting it right, but because you're right, someone else comes along and says, thank you very much for building it for me. Other than that, I'm, you know, wildly enthusiastic about the emerging markets. That's my, that's my siren. it's it's
5: always great, great. always great to hear your thoughts. Uh, I I really appreciate it, and to you and the entire uh, team, continue best of luck.
3: Thank you very much, Lucas. Thank you for all of your great questions and firm support. We really appreciate it.
1: Our next question is from Trevor Turnbull with Scotia Bank. Please go ahead.
7: Yes, uh, thank you. And uh, thank you for providing an opportunity to discuss the project update. I'm sorry to hear about Greg's news. I certainly wish him the best. Um, I appreciate you're going to have an updated technical report that will be be forthcoming with all the details of the recosting exercise. However, I did also want to ask a couple of high-level questions just on the operating and, and capital costs. With respect to the reassessing the costs at Donlin, I was wondering if there were any major surprises or if you could comment perhaps on some of the big items like the labor rate trends and if there were any material changes uh, in the recosting for say fuel price assumptions.
6: Richard? Yeah, you want me to take that time? I will. Thanks. So oh
3: man, yeah, Trevor. Love um,
6: yep. Yeah. <laughs> Trevor, yeah, it it um, you know it was a good exercise. It's been ten years, you know, since the uh, 2011 uh, technical report, and um, so it was a good opportunity to one look at a lot of the um, permitting uh, activity and see if there was any major changes, which there weren't, but we were able to. Uh, you know, bring in new costs, which now we aren't estimates as much as real now as we're getting permits. Um, but no, no material change. It, it's just more surety. And then um, you, you touched on some good points. Um, you know, when we looked at uh, fuel, um, particularly with the diesel, and you know, the oil prices have, have changed since we uh, the, the months we've been working on this update, but. <clears throat> You know, in the uh, 2011, for instance, we had $85 barrel oil, and uh, we used 65 in, this, uh, in these update numbers, which isn't far off where, where we are today. Um, and so actually we saw a, uh, a decrease in power uh, costs because, you know, natural gas is also uh, ca- you know, tied to the, uh, to the oil price. And so um, something like processing, um, the costs actually uh, were slightly better uh, due to that energy uh, reduction. Uh, labor costs that you, you touched on a good one, probably one of the steady things we, we did see throughout the, um, the, the past 10 years and, and, uh, and throughout all our costs is labor's gone up. And I don't think that, that's a surprise. Um, but again, nothing uh, earth shattering, and, and I think Trevor, what you can take from these numbers is although they've gone up, so has the gold price, um, and so one of the things we were trying to check, and it's the same thing we checked back in uh, 2008 when we were doing projects, is you know when does the gold price have a steeper uh, incline than the uh, than the rising uh, commodities for building, and and so what we we saw and you'll see it in the detailed report is uh, we track well right and so with the higher gold price it offset some of those higher labor costs and some of the other commodity costs i think overall um, you know to only show about a 10 percent capital increase on a project this size um, that that was a pleasant uh, you know Pleasant surprises that that it, they weren't more, and um, and again we used some CPI indexes in some places, but we did go out for quote on a lot of the major equipment that, to make sure that you know we didn't let indices uh, fool us. So so overall there was no step change, and as we reported, you know the really good news is when we look at these um, new operating costs and and ran some optimized pits, you know they fell within the 2011 pitch, which is is why the QPs were comfortable uh, signing off to no material change. So uh, I I think it it kind of supports the robustness and, and again, just highlights, um, you know, the magnitude and and the uh, value of this asset.
7: Right. No, that that helps a lot. Thank you. Uh, I had a similar question um, about the the initial capital costs. I was wondering, again, if there were any large swings in the estimates or surprises um, that that just were unexpected to you. And then also, if you could talk a little bit about if there was a difference between, say, the initial costs on the mine versus the utilities and the and the pipeline project, if if one showed more or less. Uh, change relative to because you provided an overall number but but didn't break it down yeah. and I was just curious if if one element had had more of a change than the other
6: yeah no that that's a that's a fair question and a, and a good question and something we were trying to to watch to see where the trend was going which we also would you know then relate back to some of the optimization work that um, we've been doing but we we didn't really see any one uh, area grossly spiked out of control, um, which was good, again, good news. You know, you had some pluses, you had some minuses. Um, There were a few pieces of the mining equipment that uh, were a little bit shocking how they had maybe doubled in price, but then other other uh, mining equipment hadn't. And most of the, um, not just large capacity equipment, but the large number of equipment did not. So, you know, overall we didn't see a uh, substantial rise. But yeah, it was, it was a little curious on, on just a few pieces of equipment. And then when you got into the process, I think Again, nothing mills and and flotation equipment and autoclaves and all that seemed to be pretty pretty well all in line. Um, No no major spike in one area than another, which again that that was a good trend to see. One thing we tried to do, Trevor, is to make sure we did not because we were on the front end. You know, Q1 2020, we're on the front end. We didn't want um, any COVID-related uh, costs, uh, good or bad, to, to impact. We, we wanted more of a, you know, a neutral thing. And so there were some areas where uh, we, we could have used a, a lot lower prices, say, in piping material, that we opted not to uh, at this time. And, you know, when the, the, the time comes that we're ready to actually purchase that, you know, we'll take advantage of those things, but, again, we wanted, to be uh, as fair and level as we could with with this uh, exercise, knowing that this is just a, a launching pad uh, into the into the uh, final uh, feasibility update. So yeah, I I would say overall, Trevor, we did not see any one area that just you know knocked our eyes out, and um, and so overall, that that I think that's a good trend is that. Uh, you know, you, you see, you see the ups and downs, um, magnitudes all about the same throughout all the disciplines. Even, like I say, even in the um, in the infrastructure, um, uh, we seem to have uh, held pretty good, pretty good ground there. So we're, we're pretty pleased in that sense.
7: Well, that's great. Yeah, uh, looking at kind of the overall numbers on both Opex and, and Capex, it didn't seem like that big a change, and uh, that that certainly would make you think that there were there no uh, big outlying elements within it. I uh, appreciate the color and, and look forward to finding out uh, uh, when you guys are, are looking at the feasibility study uh, when that decision comes, but uh, thank you very much.
3: You bet. Thank you, Trevor. Thank you, Trevor. Our next question.
1: Apologies. And our next question is from John Tomazos with John Tumazos' Very Independent Research. Please go ahead.
8: Thank you. Regards to Greg, all well wishes. Um, Last year there were some really nice drill holes released or confirmatory drill holes. Does no material change in the reserves and resources mean that you might have had a one or two million ounce improvement that's immaterial because you're so well endowed with so many ounces of gold? Or were those holes just twinning other good holes, or were there some holes that were below average mixed in so that there was no material change?
6: So, Tom, I can address that yeah, one too if you'd like?
8: Sure.
6: So John, um, yeah, that good good observation. So, with with this verification of no material change, we we did not go into uh, obviously all the new data and and run a whole new resource with these QPs. What we did though is take the 2020 and the 2017 drill holes and uh, looked at those piercings into the old 2011 uh, geologic and resource model and and looked you know spot check that there wasn't a major uh, material change or variation so you're right i mean when when we get this last drilling done and we and we do a another full update on that resource um you know it, it's not i don't think you're going to see anything material right and and again we're just spot checking at this stage we'll have a better handle on that when we finish the work um, and, you know, as we said last year, th- those were all uh, good news uh, uh, holes, but they were targeted holes and, they, and it was a small population to the overall, and, uh, and we just got to finish the work to, to give you the, what the, the big picture looks like.
8: Were last year's holes targeting what is likely to be the first several years of the mining sequence? It's common for lenders or equity investors to ask about the first few years when they do due diligence on a project, and often the, the twinned holes are the early
6: years. Right. So, so John, the the targeted holes, we're, we're more looking at uh, concepts and the extensions, and, you know, could we, uh, looking for some continuity and piecing together, you know, we have a high grade up here, can we tie that high grade we have down there together, and do the you know, does it fill in in between? So it wasn't necessarily uh, designed to look at just the early pits. But what I will comment is, we we keep track of ones that do pierce, say that first ten million ounce pit versus the the big at the time twelve hundred dollar resource pit, um, just to see how we're tracking. And uh, and I think you know it, it's pretty clear that. Um, with uh, with this deposit in the drilling that's, that's um, been done over the last uh, 10, 12, whatever, 20 years, um, that that I'll call it the starter pit, if you will, uh, is, is obviously more densely drilled. And we have, uh, you know, more um, understanding of it than we do the, some of the outer areas, and so that that can be used, as you said, for that due diligence to make sure that, uh, you know, you always, and I think you've heard others say it, and, you know, it's a 30-year project, but we want to make sure those first 10 years are, are pretty rock-solid because that's your payback, and, and I think that is what you're alluding to.
8: Thank you very much.
1: This concludes the question and answer session. I would like to turn the conference back over to Thomas Kaplan for any closing remarks.
3: Thank you very much, Claudia. Um, First of all, uh, thank you uh, to Lucas, Trevor, John for your questions um, and your well wishes to to Greg, which obviously will be conveyed. Um, I wanna also uh, thank Dave Otterwell um, for his contribution um, you know, we've got a robust balance sheet and he's doing a great job with it. Um, and, um, Richard Williams for stepping in, um, and making sure that, um, I'm not too far over my own skis in, uh, in talking about things where we're fortunate to have uh, joined us right after building the very successful Pueblo Viejo mine, um, which is pretty similar. In uh, in scale um, to to Donlin, um, and I remember when Richard joined us, and um, Victor Flores then at Tulsa asked um, Richard, "Why did you come to Novagold?" And Richard said, um, "Because I want to be part of building the greatest gold mine in the world." Um, for reasons which I think that we've uh, tried to convey, um, we really believe that. Donlin is um, a unicorn. Alien. Um, whatever superlatives you want to put on something which when you attribute and size and safety um, and costs and all those other things really is unique. And in a world in which almost every week another uh, jurisdiction goes by the wayside, and location, location, location becomes the primary gating point for an investor. Um, I think it's fair to say that um, Nova Gold, as a pure play on the new Nevada, the next Carlin, however you want to look at it, um, is a really great investor vehicle. And I also want to take a moment to thank our partners at Barrick, Um Because this is truly a joint venture. Um, We are 50 50, but more than that, um, the work really, really together. And I think Mark Bristol and Catherine Running North America um, for setting that kind of tone. um, As I like to rib Mark, who's been a dear, dear friend for many, many years, I say the reason why we get along so well with Barrick is because Nova Gold has more Barrack DNA in it than Barrick. And it's uh, it's a joke, but it's also a testament to the fact that our teams work very seamlessly because pretty much everyone has known each other. And to the extent that Rangold has come into the story, which of course is a very big extent, um, it's been hugely accretive to the process. Um, what they've brought their own vision Uh, to the enhanced modeling concepts. Um, I think it's fair to say that both the Barrick and Nova Gold teams, the Donlin Gold team as the synthesis, are really excited by what they see. Um, The new models are obviously extremely exciting. Um, If you were to look at those drill results from last year, they would be amongst the very best drill results in the entire gold industry the fact that they're located in a place that is really allowing us to um, go all in is really fabulous. And as most of my career has been built on the drill bit, I can tell you, word up to me, I'd have 10 drill rigs on on the thing for years, but that's another story. Suffice to say that um, there's a lot of gold there. There's gonna be a lot more gold there. the three kilometers start um, and you know even the eight kilometers altogether together uh, are 5% of the land package. Um, all credit to Mark Bristow, who's a geologist, um, he's been out to site, will continue to be out to site. Um, Mark wants to know what every single ounce is gonna look like um, in those early years. And um, all credit to him because the project's uh, only getting better. And, you know, so this is a big love letter and thank you to, to Barrick and team. Um, but as investors, maybe also having really stalwart investors on our side, I think we can look forward to um, really having one of the only go-to stocks in the global development space. And I wanna thank all of our investors, shareholders, big and small um, for, um, for their support. We never take it for granted, not for a moment. Thank you.
1: This concludes today's conference call. You may disconnect your lines. Thank you for participating and have a pleasant day.
0: Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card.